a beanie by chance their dish of the day? No, why? Oh, the three of us unintentionally somehow wore beanies. I wear, I, I wear a beanie every day. I never wear beanies. <laughs> I rarely wear a beanie. I you wore it because I went to my You were talking about this beanie season. last episode. You know, I know the worst this part? Yeah, so first of all, I was talking about this beanie. You want to know the worst part about all this? It was literally just right here. Oh, that's amazing. I don't yeah. own a beanie. Oh, well, well buy one. Hairnet? Well, we're the Beanie Bros today. Buy one. <laughs> Welcome, golden gods and goddesses, to Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards, the only It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast that promises uh, wet t shirt conf- uh, contests for everyone, conferences. It's a wet t shirt conference. That sounds <laughs> sick. I'd, I'd partake. I might go to my conferences if they were. Fly to Pittsburgh. Wet t shirt conference. <laughs> yeah. You stay at the Marriott. Just us, fat, us, all of us fat bastards, and just wet t shirts. Yeah. Like a business conference. Stay tuned. If you subscribe to the show, we will do a wet t-shirt contest with the dish of the day. Mm -hmm. You won't get a face reveal from him, but uh, you will see his glorious sweaty (laughs) (laughs) chest. Sweaty. All right. We should get to the show here. Let me introduce myself. My name is Brayden. I'm here with Adam. Yo. I'm here with Donnie. What's up? And I'm here on the phone with the dish of the day. That is... Bim bim bop. Bim bim bop. He wasn't just saying it for fun. The Korean dish, bim bim bop. And the reason the dish of the day is a Korean dish is because the gang is solving the North Korea situation on today's episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. First, let's get the business out of the way. At Always Sunny Pod is where you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram for some fun It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia clips and uh, good stuff. We uh, got memes and polls and other good things that you can check out at always sunny pod on twitter and instagram go ahead and hit subscribe wherever you're listening to us right now that means you could probably subscribe to us apple podcasts google podcasts iHeartMedia, all that good stuff so go ahead hit subscribe and if you're listening on apple podcasts we'd appreciate a five-star review but uh we'll get to that later um yeah the list of lists you can find on our Always Sunny Pod. That is our subreddit where you can see every episode we have reviewed so far ranked in order. And I think that covers it here. No wildcard crew listener of the episode. We're in a bit of a rush today, but we're not going to rush this in-depth review of this Season 3 episode. We're talking about Season 3, Episode 6, The Gang Solves the North Korea Situation. We got a couple new writers we're going to bring up here, and uh, let's get into it. Aired September 27, 2007 is when this episode came out. Directed by Fred Savage. And we got Charlie Day writing with Scott Meritor and Rob Russell, who you might know from The Mick. Uh, Rob has credits on New Girl and, of course, Sonny. And Scott Martyr is a writer on or a producer on Rick and Morty and a producer on The Mick as well. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, so what we, happened then? My IQ is too low for Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> so with all these like prestigious people working on this uh, episode, what happened? Uh, yeah, we're going to get to that here in a second. This might explain the quality of this episode. Was I don't want too many cooks? Yeah, I, too many too cooks. Too many cooks. Don't want to get too <laughs> far ahead of this episode here, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the quality here in a second. First of all, what what's going on here? We got the gang... Uh, participating in a local pub crawl in which they have a talent show that Dee prepares, and she kind of tries to rig it, of course, every year to no avail. Um, And the guys hear that there is a Korean restaurant in town that is the new last stop on the pub crawl, threatening the business that Patty's will get 
that night. We gotta make ours more powerful. We'll right. Yes, we'll make it so strong that people will pass out and vomit and vomit in their own pass out and they'll never leave and go to Kim's in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I will make this year's talent show the best talent Let show ever. Talk, what are you saying? We're in the middle of an emergency here. Guys, we gotta move on this. It's yeah. a damn North Koreans. Damn North wait, Koreans. Wait, wait a second, what makes you guys think they're North Koreans? Uh, that's the bad Koreans. Yeah, that's the sneaky bad Koreans. It's terrible. They the ones on the top and they sneak oh down and they eat everybody's pants. I can't stand it. It's un-American. All right, God damn it, that's it. They're gonna take our way of life from us. It's bullshit. Okay, gang, let's solve this North Korea situation once and for all. So the gang goes to investigate uh, the Koreans and find out all about their enriched microbrews. That's definitely That's an enriched beer, dude. That's not coming. I've only tried enriched beer like once. You're not allowed to have the capability to enrich beer. You're not supposed to be able to. What is going on? Where are the enriching. Look at all these people, man. They're like. Oh, there's like brainwashed. They're being brainwashed. Notice how they're all happy and smiling because they're drinking a bartender. Is she 16 or are you 16? You have no idea. They're timeless. They're endless and timeless. Dude, we are in big trouble here, man. Oh, shit. Look at that door, dude. See that door right there? One marked pirate. You think a pirate lives in there? See a door marked private. And uh, many other amazing analogies in this episode that we will get to here. I don't wanna I don't wanna bore you guys with it. Let's just jump right into it. 4 p.m. on a Monday, guys. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of this episode here? First of all, I just want to say this episode title is one of my favorite like episode titles of the entire show because it's so ballsy because like you know the gang tries to solve the North Korean situation, but you know, Eisenhower couldn't even do that. That's that's up to these guys now to do something about it. Has anyone done it? No. Uh, Eisenhower started the North Korea situation. Yeah. Last oh. I checked, the North Korea situation is still yeah. ongoing. Oh, yeah. Um, but so despite that, it's like my favorite title. I didn't love the episode too much. It um, it didn't really stand out to me. I I mistook this episode for the gang spies like the U.S. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't want to say. They're two gang. entirely they, different episodes. They are. You mean but, the gang spies like us? Like spies us. Spies like us. But, uh. You that's know, the fish episode, right? Not yeah, to spoil. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I thought. Yeah. See, I did the same thing that's going into this. China, you racist. Wow. I don't know why. I, I, uh, it sounds bad, but I just thought <laughs> the Asian cream pies plot. Like, yeah. I don't know why that's that's what I mean. It, but uh, it's a forgettable episode is what I'm getting at here. I almost com- I don't want to sound fair, repetitive. Also, I kind of combined the episodes. Like, I thought. Mentally. Yeah. 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 Like, I kind of thought going into this that, like. Like I pictured the owner and them going for the micro brew, but for some reason I thought like banging the toothless bus boy and all that was also. I mean, they do spy, right? They do. They do right. So it's like it's, it's very similar for a reason, but like, do they have? Dust- I honestly combined those two multiple times in my head. Do they utilize the duster in that episode as well? I don't mm. remember. I don't know. I don't know. But either. we do get the duster in this episode. Yeah. If you are a novice Sunny fan on your first watch, uh, watch through, first of all, thank you for uh, listening to the podcast while you do it. Um, but yes, the duster is the iconic jacket that Mac purchases preemptively with the money he has yet to get from the pub crawl, and that Dennis obsesses over and Charlie obsesses over. It becomes a very interesting and oddly integral part of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's hilarious too that they also point out how normally this is the one time of the year that they actually make money. <laughs> like they they once again point out that they run this bar, but like never successfully. They're not making money. They're not growing. They're not expanding. They they either make enough money to just pay themselves and make payroll, or Frank is literally now funding the entire thing and he's literally just paying to operate the bar at a loss. And yet Mac is still out here buying dusters. Yeah, <laughs> with his profit or whatever. Yeah. So I had Classic. this I had this kid in my high school that used to wear a duster to school, and I no. didn't think that was oh, a, I didn't think that was no. allowed. 
I didn't think that was like you got to make friends with that kid. They like they yeah. tried to tell him like he couldn't do it, and like he like fought. You don't tell that kid he can't do anything. You don't get on his bad <laughs> yeah. side. You don't get on his, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you actually, for real, you make friends with him. Yeah, exactly. You let that kid do what he wants, and make sure yeah you guys are on the same side. And that's our I gun have policy. My own story. After I first saw this episode, you know, I thought dusters were really cool, so I went to uh, Wilson's Leather, which is a leather store, not a BDSM store. It's like a leather jacket type store. And I tried on a duster, but the fans don't know this, but they will now. I'm actually two and a half feet tall, so the duster, like, was way fucking too big. Like, it looks stupid. I thought you were actually and three I, feet now, but, yeah, keep going. No, sorry. I'm two and a half. Needless to say, I bought the duster, and I wear it everywhere. Hell it's yeah. a very short man in the duster. Yeah, I see a short man in a duster, and they're like, oh, what's up with that? Is He's it, got a snub-nosed Magnum 44 on that, one of those shoulder holsters. Is that bim-bomb? What's the word? What's bim-bomb? What food? Bim-bim-bomb? Bim-bim-bomb. Bim. I, no, I don't know what you guys are... I don't know what you guys are on about. I thought this episode was funny. I mean, there's a glittering plot hole, and I think the characters are real characters, but I don't know. I thought, I thought it was I thought it was funny. I see a door marked private. private a door marked private. It's classic stuff. That is a good scene. That's a classic scene. But I, what I don't love about this episode is is um Frank. Honestly, I don't like Frank this episode. They're was, all a bit off. They're all a bit off. It's, yeah, it's a bit gas leaky. Like yeah, you know, they're not. Is but, that a community reference? Yeah, kind of. Yes, actually, directly. Now that I think about <laughs> yeah. it, it's kind of it's kind of become like jumping the shark. Okay, where it's like it started yeah. as the you know uh, uh happy days reference, but it's quickly yeah. become for any show that mm. is. Um, Oh, shit, where was I going with that? I'm not going to give this episode like a right. 1 out of 10 or anything. Yeah, no. But uh, I'm not going to give it as high as the dish of the day here. It uh, missed. It, having said that, that scene with the door marked pirate, one of the highlights. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to initially say this is this could make my list of episodes that I could feel okay with being deleted. I could mm, do the whole yep. try not to laugh challenge. But I feel like there are a couple scenes in this that I will laugh at every time. Like the doormark pirate. Mm-hmm. When he's um, using him as a battering yes, ram. Yes, yes. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. You guys just want to start from the beginning here. Let's just go with the with the cold open. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Uh, have you ever noticed that uh, everyone just seems to have a Christopher Walken impression? Mm-hmm. And, and for some reason, no one thinks theirs is bad. When in reality, everyone's... Is bad. I've never attempted one because I knew it was always going to be bad. But uh, plenty of people in my life Listen, attempt it. I barely right? know who this is because once again, I don't watch other shows. Yeah, you don't know Christopher Walken. Christopher I've heard Walken. of his name and like. Listen, Braden. He, he says it like what? this. He goes. He, he took me. the watch. He put the it's watch walking. up his ass. What's Braden? It's walking. What I do just, you mean? What's your favorite Christopher Walken? You guys got to do go. your impression now. If we're all doing a I, shitty walking, you got to do a shitty walking. I don't even know what the dude looks like. I can tell you who he is. Is that Mark Duplass from last episode? Oh my God, Fatty Magoo! Fatty Magoo! You just kind of—he's like Fatty Magoo. That's John Travolta. Oh, it's like yeah, Uh, Pulp Fiction, same movie. Sandy, what are you doing? (laughs) I think there's a deeper issue. I think there's a deeper issue with Christopher Walken impressions. Is that everybody does either that or Catch Me If You Can? Like, great movie. You don't have to do an impression if you're saying the guy's only two fucking lines. <laughs> Fuck you. He, here's a good movie. How's it going? Like, you should, people should look in. obviously going to guess Christopher Walken because he's only in those two movies. No, he's not. People, first of all, he was a Bond villain. Second of all, he was in a great movie uh, called Seven Psychopaths. Everyone should check out. It's a great Christopher Walken movie. He he's been in it. a couple great movies. He's been in a lot. <laughs> Once again, if, if you put him up in a lineup, I 
unless I know every other actor, I would not Christo. have any idea who he is, what he looks like. I don't think I've seen any I, movies he's in. I love this. He's Donnie more, only knows what's who's been in Sunny. <laughs> That's called a purist. He's a dude, purist. you know who that guy is? Isn't he the uh, 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 Yes Man? He's the crazy fucking dude in Yes Man, or is that someone else? That's a Jim Carrey no, movie. That I know not Jim Carrey. Just the. Uh, you mean Click? Yes, he, he was, was in, in click. click. Oh, that's what it is. Maybe is click. he a god in Click or something? Or the, he, the electrician um, in Click? He was in the Bed Bath and Be- He's the, the Bed guy. Bath and Beyond guy. Beyond that's where guy. it is. Yeah, okay. He's that's an angel of death. You're thinking think of Do you know what I'm thinking of though? The Yes Man guy. Yeah, that dude from. Okay, yeah, no, I definitely see the difference now. But yeah, do you know Terrence? Because that's the dude that he's also Terrence in uh uh in Entourage, right? That's the same dude. I haven't seen uh, Entourage. Um, Terrence McDowell. Hasn't everyone been in Terrence Entourage? McKinnon. Yeah. Oh, uh, those are different people. Terrence McDowell. Terrence Stamp is a different actor. Terrence McDowell, I believe, was the one from um, that Entourage. Terrence. All right. Now that we derailed. derailed. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's get back. Can we get Gordon. back to the show? Yeah. Can we get her back? Rosie Perez, her Rosie Perez just, impression is not bad. D's Rosie. I don't know who that is. I, like, I don't know who that is either. Thank you. Oh. I don't know people. I mean, it's okay because Actress. I love the fact that when she does the walk and they say, is that Rosie Perez? Yeah. So later in the is episode, she's, she's like, all right, I'll go for what they know. And yeah. she does it. And it's the same. It's bad, but it's not like, you know, it's not terrible, but they don't even recognize <laughs> it. It wasn't, never get it. it wasn't bad enough. Then it'd be like, who was that? That was clearly a Rosie Perez impression. But like, they just treat her like such garbage in this episode. Uh, it's really funny. Talking. Oh yeah, that that yes. was the only part of the cold open that really made me laugh. Let the men talk. Yeah, or, he just started, he, Mac has like his yeah. his reaction. It's not it's not just say saying let the men talk. It's like he literally is like screaming it like three or four times yeah. in a row. Like let the men talk. Let the men talk. Yeah. Let, let the, the men, men talk. talk. And like yeah, I, just, I don't know. That's just hilarious. To me. I, I like how the jacket took priority in the cold open too. They're like, I think we should go over the jacket now, and they all agree on that. I mean, Have yeah, you ever done that I in a friend? Yeah. I feel like what. I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever had like that one friend that like dyes their hair? I feel like when Donnie, you you guys all got your ear piercing that one yeah. night. The next time yeah. I saw you guys, Let's you were all trying this. to talk to me. I was like, uh, can we talk about the fact you guys all didn't have ear piercings the other night and then you <laughs> went and got drunk and now you all have ear piercings? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone else was wild for that. I'd kind of planned and gone into it knowing I was going to pierce my ear. So it wasn't as spontaneous for me. But yeah, the fact that everyone else joined me was pretty fucking funny. That, so that's what I reminded <laughs> yeah, me no, of. I feel you. Yeah. You're starting a conversation. You're like, uh, let's address, like this address this first. Um, wh- as much as I will hate on this episode, I will say that the character chemistry is really good. And we talked a bit about this in our interview with, uh, with Sonny Footy where he made the good point that the best of the gang seems like it's, you know, friends riffing off each other because these guys are friends in real life that the chemistry really just oozes onto the screen. Uh, so, you know, like D's comment on uh, side note here, D's comment on Mac not being attractive. I'll always laugh at that knowing their relationship. I'll, yeah. I'm always a sucker for that, but I feel like their relationships in this episode, like Dennis and Charlie D with everyone, Frank and Mac him and his daughter. It's I I liked it. What yeah? What I was gonna ask. What do you guys think about the Frank and Mac? Like when Frank and Mac team up, like they did it for the um, uh, the Fatty Magoo episode. Two episodes in a row. Yeah, and in two episodes in a row. Um, speaking about continuity, we used to do that in the first season. But last episode, Dennis tried to break down door uh, Fatty Magoo's door twice, and he succeeded, and he couldn't break down. It's a much this stronger door. door. I was I was wondering, is that like a a, a metaphor and analogy for? North well, Korea being a closed-off country, it's hard to get into. 
Or I, when or you said that, it was funny because I didn't yeah. think of that before when you mentioned that earlier when we were watching Or was it just a callback to how we just broke down Doors last episode, but it can't do it this time? Is the real meat of potatoes is, of this episode? Is I think the, he bust, that's not the biggest plot hole in this episode. Not a plot I, hole. Not at all. It's through. not a plot hole. It's just, yeah. I think that is interesting, though, just to, to try and dive into their thought process. Like, what were they thinking when they made that? Yeah. Well, let's go through all the North Korea analogies then. Because one of them... It's kind of a Seinfeldy bit. The enriched part, the enriched uranium, yeah. enriched or microbrewery. They can't have a micro microbrewery. That's, That's our, our thing. thing. <laughs> like, it's very, very good. But um, the enriched. Everyone bit. in the restaurant is brainwashed. I didn't catch that. <laughs> the, yeah. No one, no one stops them. No one's like really paying attention to these guys trying to break in or out. Wherever the analogy lays, this one's going over my head. Like I said, um, when we watched The Gang Goes Jihad, I literally never caught all of the sneaky little references that are right in front of your face if you can pay attention for two seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm it's not the best episode. at picking, up, picking these up. Did you guys catch any more uh, North Korea analogies? Uh, Everybody in the restaurant is brainwashed. Mm. How so? It's because they're How not is that stopping an analogy? Because they're, no, that's oh, what wait, he said. Oh, he says that? I miss that. Yeah, I miss does. him saying miss that, that too. Yeah. Like everyone here is brainwashed. Oh, oh that's shit. funny. Yeah. I I remember that, but I didn't catch that analogy, that metaphor. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's the best part about this too, is I feel like if you watch a show and, and you watch it the first time, and maybe I'm different than other people, but like I don't always like really pay attention to what they're really trying to go for. Like sometimes I just watch a show and I'm like, oh, it's the gang doing dumb, funny stuff, blah, blah. Like I'm not really paying attention. Like, oh, that was a North Korea reference. Like that was a direct analogy for like people being brainwashed in North Korea. Like, I mean, now we're supposed to be watching it like that. So we, and I still miss those things. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's crazy. Like I'm trying to find it. It's the fifth time I've seen this episode, whatever. And you but still miss stu- it. There, yeah, but that's great, though, because there's no, that jokes good, yeah. that you'll catch up on on the fifth watch around. Name it something else where you can yeah, no, really I, yeah, do Real that. quick, though, I think that I do say that is a good thing. Like I think it's it just shows the real hidden gems and how much goes into a show. Because mm-hmm. like, those things don't just happen on accident. Like There was a lot of thought and that goes into all that to make that happen. And Yeah, I don't I, know. It I makes got, me appreciate it that much more. I, I appreciate it with you. And I got another North Korean analogy where they're talking about the the powerful microbrew. Um, yeah. Do you know anyone other than an alcoholic that that purchases beer off of the ABV, the the percentage versus it, like its tastiness or their preference or the price? Because no. I purchase off of taste or preference or price. I feel like purchasing the highest alcohol, the highest percentage beer microbrew possible the most powerful if you will is a straight up the gang move yeah no it is i mean uh, yeah definitely definitely some are. people go for like hey i'm gonna try and get the most percentage for my money type of thing but yeah just straight up being like i need to get the most fucked up the highest the most content like they yeah. also own a bar and drink a lot so it makes sense maybe they need a lot more and they probably you know alcohol is their hobby it's their job too it's their profession so i get that they want the best that they can get as a professional Bean Bean Bob beersman, <laughs> ABV can also tell you about the taste and quality of the beer because of the taste of alcohol. Mm. So that's the only reason, because it affects other things. Huh. Today we learned. Mm. So um, so what I'm hearing is we should open our own microbrewery? Okay. Enrich it. 
Yeah, no just get all the skunk beer. Yeah, we just gotta it. combine all the skunk beer and okay. sell for ten dollars, and we're good. <laughs> if we, sell it for ten dollars. We enrich the skunk beer. It's enriched yeah, skunk free. beer. Come on, how come you guys didn't like this episode? I need something sweet. Get the antifreeze. Get the antifreeze. Well, you gotta, Dude. you know, you're gonna have to convince us later. Uh. <laughs> um, I think one of my favorite things about the gang is that um, in this episode is the 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 pirate scene, the pirate door scene. Uh, him using Charlie as a, a battering ram. Um, I like that Dennis is almost Mac-ish, and Mac is almost Dennis-ish in this episode, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. the, uh, you know, Dennis has that body dysmorphia where he's like, I could kick down a door. Mac is, like, kind of being, uh, trying to be the alpha, but, you know, really not in control. Mm-hmm. And I felt, because we're talking about gas leak, you know, this was a gas leak episode. I felt because because Frank was kind of beta. Mac was like the alpha. Like you said, Dennis had the um, the body dysmorphia. They're all different than what they are typical. If the characters were acting differently, as if there was a gas leak in the building causing them to act uh, not of themselves, I'm not gonna dive into another show right now and explain gotcha. why that is the way it is. But I will give a light description of why it's called gas leak. Um, Take your word for it. There's did no Mr. Need to move on. Did Mr. Kim remind anyone of a, a Korean Roseanne Barr? No. Because it reminded me of Kim Jong Un. I'm Kim Jong Il, who was the dictator of North Korea at the time. At the time. Can you guys believe that there's a different dictator of North Korea for when that show was made? When that episode was made? Yeah, he died like four years later. Donnie's seeing a photo of Roseanne Barr for the first is time. Is that like the Roseanne show that's just called Roseanne? <laughs> yeah, or is that yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yes, I've never yes. seen it, but like, that's Goodman where I don't notice the, her from. I've never seen an episode John of that. John Goodman is the, the husband. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so what do you think? Yes or no? Uh, Mr. Kim looks like uh, Korean Roseanne Barr. No. I don't think so. No. I mean, I'm the only one that sees this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I'm sorry. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the only the other thing that I wanted to bring up was the American Idol reference. Yes, me that too. That was funny. Oh, yeah, you thought that was yeah. funny? I fucking hated that. I hate American I Idol references. I loved The only reason I thought it was what funny was, one, because obviously Frank's just doing the Randy Jackson like that's just hilarious. Pull your like, shit whatever. together, dog. And then, and then like, the, the another reference that people maybe don't get as much as not as funny that was funnier to me is, like, they were also trying to make fun of Paula Abdul because they were... Uh, People used to say she was they drunk. They made fun on TV. of all of them. They, they did, but like the main issue to me was like the hidden the hidden joke to it was like it was a giant issue that Paul Abdul had to come on and be like I've never been drunk on TV. I was not drunk. Blah blah. Yeah, this yeah. and that. And like she yeah, really yeah. just came off as this drunk person. So like to me it was like oh, okay they're saying like oh she's acting drunk. Blah blah. D what's in that cup? Like normally <laughs> Paula Abdul would have been like oh I'm not drunk. D's not Water. drunk. Whatever. They're just like yeah I'm drunk. It's, so it's like, pretty freaking yeah. great yeah. they got the Coca-Cola sponsorship yeah. still somehow. Yeah. They got the Coca-Cola cups I, in it. Because they didn't really make fun of Simon that much necessarily. It was, I, okay, I loved that bit for two reasons. Let me explain it here. First of all, nostalgia. I'm a sucker for nostalgia. Yeah, Not okay. all the time, but sometimes. Uh, I watched like the hell. version of a reach around. I, I, I watched the hell out of American Idol as a kid. Me okay. and my family, yeah. it was it was sure. the shizness. Five years old, my first concert, Kelly Clarkson, oh. Clay Aiken on their their oh. little victory lap thing, their little Hunger Games victory that lap thing. Fell asleep, <laughs> fell asleep before either of them came on. I fell asleep on the first opener. Little five year old me tuckered Fake out. Fan. 
Second does, reason I love that bit proves that Sonny has always stuck to the pop culture satire. Yeah. They've always done whatever is relevant. This episode was super like 2000s episode. It was so like, yes. wow, that's like this is this episode takes place. This could have been season one. Yeah. Uh, also, did I learned this recently, but did you guys know that Randy Jackson was the bassist for Journey? No. No. What? Yeah. Or Why did or, I? The reason there's a reason I don't know that because Braden uh, prohibits any Journey or anywhere le- near him. Or at least he he um he was associated with them and he played bass for them. Um, dude, what? Yeah, I, I always thought that he was like a famous like producer or like singer for like solo singer from the 80s or something but he was a fucking bassist for journey that's they, i they didn't know that bassist judging singers on american idol yeah i feel lied to yeah well i don't your shit together dog well but i think i think he's <laughs> also is, a producer what, i don't know i don't know i'm sure that's true what does simon do i don't think simon, simon was a sing. producer Okay, yeah, never mind. They're, they're all producers. They're all good. Never mind. I can't judge. Paula Abdul, I believe, is a singer and a producer. Also, like, if you're an, if you're a singer in Hollywood, I at some point when you get old enough and rich enough, you just become. And just she's add, a Jewish man. They just they just add producer to your to your job title when you're like an an old rich person in Hollywood. That's what I did to Donnie on this season. I just yeah, gave him funny. producer credit. Good shit. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you know who helps me out make this? Donnie. And now Adam That's so too, funny because so. on the podcast I actually produce and all that. Like I don't put myself like producer credits anywhere like to be seen. It's just kind of known. What you put me? I guess. Am I a writer? Oh no, you're I'm a guest host. Services. You're a guest yeah, you host. Services. Oh, that's you're honestly that's a great. hassle. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um. So D after she gets drunk goes into Mr. Kim's to uh, pretend to be a health inspector, and I love that Why even Mr. America? Kim can call out D's shitty acting. Literally anyone with two brain cells can can see that D yeah. is a piss poor actor. Yeah. yeah. I like Ronnie that it didn't help she was drunk. Yeah. No. I like that she's that uh, Mr. Kim uh is like a no nonsense boss. He's like super serious. Yeah. Nothing gets past him. No nonsense. Hang up uh propaganda <laughs> posters, make you sleep in bunks. Make everyone sleep together. Concentration camp stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that scene. That scene was great. You could isolate that scene probably for like Sunny out of context or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, D waking up to the sweaty, greasy bus boy. Yeah. Toothless. Um, Toothless. I loved that bit because it it proves that the ge- the the gang knows D well because they call they call out her promiscuous behavior and then I don't know if it's because she drunk but she's drunk she goes and does something. Uh, I don't know. Is that promiscuous or is to prove herself? Both. Both. She's not doing. She, wait, I don't think she's. I, I think she, I think the gang just treats her like such shit. She just wants to prove herself. I think she's trying game. to more be the hero. Yeah. Kind of like. Well, aren't they all? Yeah. It's always sunny. But I, yeah, I think I think for that situation, definitely, like she was trying to just be the hero, get the recipe, be like, oh, I'm the one that got it. I'm the one that did this for us. I'm the reason we're doing good. And. Yeah. What'd you guys think of the Sunley plot? The what? Funny. The, the oh, 12 the year old. Sunly. Sunly. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. I definitely thought when I remembered what this episode like was and I remembered how it ends, yeah. I thought they said like 16 or 18 no. or, you know. Yeah, 12. 12. Yeah. yeah. This show. Good Lord. Yeah. Asians are timeless. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you're anonymous. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I, there, there, was a gl- there was a glaring pothole. 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 
there was a glaring plot hole. You can't get engaged to someone if they're 12. You would have known right then and there. I mean, to be fair, I don't think they went through any sort of official thing. I think it was Charlie probably said, hey, do you want to get engaged? She was like, oh, yeah. And then he was like, yeah, we're engaged. Anyone paying attention would have realized she was 12. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't think there was any way he got like any sort of official but, engagement. But or it was whatever, funny like, earlier in the episode when they first go to the bar. They're uh-huh. like, is she, is she 16 or 60? And I, they, I liked how that was bookended. Yeah. And they don't like use that. He, they don't use that same judgment for the girl that they both like. Who happens to be a twelve-year-old? Yeah, because they're crazy, creepy people. They're terrible Ugh. humans. But I, and it also shows that too. Like she was not very like. Granted, she's from a different country and there's language barriers, or whatever. But like she was not communicating at a very intelligent level. Yeah. So it just shows that like that's how unintelligent all of them are. That they're kind of like all at the same level with this twelve-year-old. Yeah. That like they can't tell they're talking to a twelve-year-old. Why was like there- she was not acting like an adult? Granted, her. Yeah. Being in English a work situation, was not working, her first like, language is what it seemed like. That either, but like even on top of that, like when she was speaking, like she was doing very childish things and like me trash, you beer. Sorry, you beer, me trash. Yeah, like just certain things. Like, I hate is, mean people. This thing is gross. Sticky. That's yeah. that's that's great because uh, Charlie's beer just and cigarettes. Such a such a little innocent little dumpling. Yeah. Charlie's so great that. They just, he couldn't entangle himself in this. And that makes, you know, Dee's fall at the end even funnier because she self-admits to sleeping with the gross bus boy, as she puts it, the gross, greasy bus boy. Uh, And so Charlie gets away with it, basically. Not that there was anything to really get away with other than, you know, giving alcohol to minors, which we know the gang has done in previous episodes. Yeah. Uh, One of my favorite gags that they're doing in the show now is every time... Frank pulls out his snub nose. Yeah. They play the same. Yeah, you have your gun. <laughs> same gun clicking sound effect. Um, one, one of my last things I really noticed on this episode is that the gang could pull off their plots if they wanted to, if themselves wasn't the number one concern. Like they, if they really wanted to do a good microbrew, they have the space and the means and the money to do it. But it's just easier to pour shit into a can and then get everyone so drunk they can't leave your bar. And, and like, uh, the aforementioned uh, D part, like, she could have probably done something successfully to sabotage Mr. Kim's restaurant, which would have helped them out and still been shitty. But because D only thinks of herself and wanted to be the hero, like you were saying, she goes mm-hmm. and causes her own downfall in this episode. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. And then um, we also see, for the first time in this episode, Mac questioning uh, Dennis's ways, like he does in The Implication, where he's like, all right, you had me going in the first part there, but then it got really dark (laughs) when he starts talking about crushing his friend's dreams. It's like, everyone will stay at the bar, and then Charlie will never be happy again, (laughs) which... Is a probably anyone's normal reaction to a sociopath would be like, all right, uh, the first part, you know, uh, sure. <laughs> what, what was that? The, the second, second part, part yeah, you were saying there about, oh, sorry, about making sure your friend never has happiness ever again. Yeah, Dennis, I, he, they're not good people. We got to stop wrapping it. We got to start like understanding that now and stop trying oh, to. Oh, like, we've been understanding yeah, that. Yeah, but I just like, <laughs> but it's just like, it's so hard to like, keep wrapping my head around it he's and there's there's worse episodes to come that we will see dennis experience like his 
terribleness and his sociopathy. They they all get their day in the yeah. sun as far as as far as their terribleness goes. Yeah. Even Charlie. Even Charlie, yeah. Even Charlie. Charles. Um, <laughs> did you guys what was it a reference there at the end where uh Frank jumps out and and takes the water, like he takes the hit from the water? I read somewhere that that was a reference. What was that a reference to? Another movie or so I have. Yeah, another seen. movie. Every, every possible movie. Probably something ever. from the eighties. Yeah, we're gonna get into this debate again, where this like classic TV trope of some guy jumping in the middle to take a bullet for something. Where does that originate from? Let's just agree to disagree on. Two thousand one, <laughs> a space odyssey. God damn it! Oh, god fuck it. Damn it. <laughs> oh my god! I quit. Yeah. Replace uh, me. Yeah. I'm done. Bye. I've had enough. Bye. Uh, aside from aside from that part in that scene, Great the uh, North Korean song that she sings, yeah, I feel like that's like an actual song that they would sing uh, in North Korea. You know what I, that makes me think of every time. And I don't know if this is fucked up or not. The uh, uh, fuck, what is it? The interview? Yes, it begins with the song. The, the beginning Little girl of the movie. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe that's the propaganda that we have about their country. Hey, you know, if it if that was, if they are like the same song or whatever, they did their research for that movie. Like all the crazy things they say about Kim Jong-un in that movie. Or like allegedly the things he has said about himself about like not pooping and whatnot. Yeah. So. Loves Katy say, Perry. Yeah. That the beginning of that. Is it? I feel like that's. No, I, that was from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> from the movie, I think. I think he loves Katy Perry. He, he loves say, Dennis Rodman. That's canon. Um. So the beginning of that movie, that song could be an actual song. I wouldn't be surprised. Man, this is uh, not our Seth Rogen podcast, unfortunately. Not yet. We don't have enough weed here for a Seth Rogen podcast. Coming up here in the second half of this episode, we are going to go through the episode more in depth and talk more about the gang solves a North Korea situation. We are going to put our arguments on a scale of one to ten and mishmash it up into a microbrew in our trash can and sip from it and see what our score is. Delicious. So don't go anywhere. We will be right now. Welcome back to the show, Golden Gods and Goddesses, Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards. My name is Braden, and I am sitting here with Donnie and Adam and the dish of the day, Bim Bim Bop. And we are talking about the Gang Solves in North Korea situation, Season 3, Episode 6, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the best show of all time. And just as a reminder, at Always Sunny Pod, Twitter and Instagram, go ahead and follow us wherever you're listening to this right now. Hit subscribe, send us your five-star review in our DMs. And we will send you an Ongo Galblogian Rumham and Wild Cards sticker. Yeah, definitely slot into our DMs. Derivative. We'll get new designs eventually. One day. Anyways, uh, the second part of this episode works like so. We have five categories that we're going to talk about. The story, the characters, the quotes, the overall humor, and the wild card. Uh, you can give up to 10 points for each category. So we'll give a total of 200 points, up to 200 points today. A whole bunch of boring math, yada, yada, yada. Let's get onto it. Bony American, dirty, dirty whore. Uh, first first part of this. <laughs> Let's do the story. What do you guys give the story for this episode? Uh, I'm swayable, so I'm going to go last. All right. I gave it a six. I was originally going to give it much higher, but uh, I found, besides the plot hole I mentioned at the beginning, other things that people brought up. It's just like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like there's an air of continuity about it. 
Yeah. And for that reason, it's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> what was the uh, plot hole you mentioned again? I the forgot. Door. The getting, door being No, not in. the door. That was a continuity thing. The oh, real sorry. thing was getting engaged to a 12-year-old. Oh, Much oh, more yeah. has uh, to go on to get engaged I don't think before that, you realize that you don't do anything properly. I don't think... I, first of all, I, I don't think that there is any legal... Uh, yeah, if you get on, to get engaged, yeah, like if you, you could just ask someone, someone, do you want to get married? Yeah. There's no legal... Okay, that's not a legally okay, binding Adam, thing. Adam, you want to marry me? No, I don't. All right, there we go. Six. Okay, so... <laughs> six. <laughs> that that <laughs> furthered his point. Look, marriage is a legally binding thing, but I don't think an engagement is a legally binding thing. I think that... Right, if I gave you... You know what I'm talking if, about, yeah, No, if I gave you a ring and I actually proposed to you and I was like, hey, do you want to get married? And for some reason... Well, first of all, for some reason you said yes and we're getting married. But Let's after go. that, for some reason, if we went to a courthouse to make things official and they're like, well, you're trying to marry a 12-year-old, that's when yeah. it would become an issue. Yeah, I don't think that Charlie even bought a ring. I was just like, let's... I think he was just like, let's just get married. And then... They, bro, yeah. Did they get a ring? Bro, are we about to get married, bro? Oh. <laughs> no. They didn't get a ring. You know this what I'm talking about, This episode takes place over the course yeah, of, exactly. like, 24 hours. That's so what I'm saying. Charlie, no way. Charlie literally was just like, hey, do you want to get engaged? Yeah. And she was like, so that's sure. Not, me, and he was like, yeah, we're engaged. To me, that's not a plot hole because that's no one knew about continuity, it. If yeah. anything, that's like the like Dennis and D go on welfare, them being on crack for multiple weeks, but it seems like the episode takes place over a few days. This episode probably could have taken place over a few days, but because it only took place over one day, they realized she was a 12-year-old in the wrongest way possible. The wet t-shirt contest. If yeah. you didn't watch the episode before listening to this. Sorry, you fucked up. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, but yeah, with that being said, I don't disagree with you other than that point that they could technically get engaged. But yeah, I gave it a seven. This is The story is really like the only part to me that I liked about this episode. And it really wasn't that great of a story. There wasn't like these separate two stories that collided at the end and blah, blah, and... It could have been a lot better, but I was pretty generous for the fact that, like I said, that was really the only part of this episode that was that great to me. To me, I I, I agree. I thought that this story was really the most redeeming part of this episode. I, I gave it an eight for the story because I thought that the story was really clever. I thought it was a really good plot overall. And I thought that the way they use the jokes and the way that they use the storylines in general to, you know, push the, the jokes and stuff and um, the metaphors and the analogies in this episode... I thought that was really clever. So I'm giving it an eight. I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Because I'm not going to deny that this episode has a very clever plot. And just like you said, the clever plot really pushes these great scenes and these great jokes. However, if you went and put this episode in season one, just like hit it amongst the season one episodes... Other than Frank being there, obviously, for some reason, I probably would have thought it was season one, maybe season two. I I just I think we're seeing better from Sonny. So far, this isn't better. Is it because there were different writers on this episode? Possibly. All I'm saying is 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 that it's um it's Scott and Rob's fault that this episode. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you know, it is clever. It just doesn't really stand out in any way other than the North Korea analogies. Yeah. Five out of ten for me. All right. On to the characters, shall we? Uh, I'm going to actually bump my character score up after talking about this in the first half. I'm still swayable, so I'll go last again. What I you gave got? it a nine. I thought, they were, I thought the characters were, were very good. Okay. Very good. Very, very um, them-like. Um... 
A1 reporting. <laughs> just, I could have, yes, excellent journalism over there. <laughs> I could have expected more from Frank for him to be at the front head of the Intel Intel part. I feel like that would have been, you know, maybe a bit more funnier, a bit more on brand for Frank. So I'm not going to give it a full 10. Uh, yeah, that's still pretty generous. I, I pretty um, disagree with your, I actually really disagree with that. I think this yeah, is like, it seems like we have an inverse thing going on. You guys think the only redeemable thing about this episode was the story. Well, I thought the story was the least redeemable. No, thing. it's just so like it's funny how that happened. It's just like, it's like misusing chess pieces. It's like, it's like they still work. You're not going to win the game this time, but it, you know, it, you can still move. It's still like, haha, you're playing. <laughs> not my favorite episode though. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, th- I think there was a lot of room for improvement for the characters, but I think Charlie was classic Charlie, the illiterate, trying to play it off, trying to be smarter than he is, whatever. Mac and, Dennis kinda, yeah, Mac and Dennis kind of going back and forth with the duster and, like, who should wear it and who wears it better and whatever. Uh, I did notice now, I don't know how often, but, like, Frank wants to be black. Uh, I say that, <laughs> one, because he, he somehow ended up being Randy Jackson. Uh, I know later on we see his intrigue, his... I don't even know if that's the right word. His interest in wanting to say the N-word and just wanting to be accepted into the black community more and more. And obviously, he dated Shad Dynasty and had, uh, what was it? Was it a jazz club? Uh-huh. So, like, I just feel like for some reason now, the more I see it, I don't know if it was a plan or what, but, like, Frank I really wants to be black. I don't know why, but Maybe he's I see like, it a little and, bit. And another thing that we're bringing up, character points. The banging, banging dudes for self-confidence, that comes up again in the uh, select episode where she's banging all those dudes to boost her confidence. I think that's the rate episode, or that might be a different one. Were, were they... Uh, that's the Gang Broke D, I'm pretty sure. No, uh, the gang it's not oh, that A one. different one. That's is, a different selects. Is the yeah. selects oh, that's not what you the said. gang group dates, I believe. Dates. That's the one where she's oh, banging yeah, the dudes, yeah, and yeah. Then, it, oh, okay. then it turns out she's just a whore, so yeah. plus one for the origination of that. Maybe Frank is like uh, Neil Brennan. Where oh, uh, I love Neil Brennan. He he wrote for Dave Chappelle oh, yeah. for many many years. Yeah, and um, I love him. He, what's what's he his, wrote the goods? I don't want to misquote his. He wrote the goods by special title. Have you ever seen the movie The Goods by Hard? Three so mics, hard? or did he do another one? It's he did three mics. I, was, well, I know he did three it, mics, but uh, women and black dudes. That's the name. I of never the saw that one. That's funny. And it's about why black dudes like him. And uh, you know, he's Neil like, Brennan. About Neil, like, you're real all the time. He's like, well, that's because I'm sad. Yeah, that, yeah. That's in, that, that one's in three that's mics. Three mics. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say, I've seen that one a decent one. I love that. Neil Brennan that, is that's great. Frank. I, have, that's I don't Frank. know anything you guys are talking about. That's okay. We don't need you to get it. You, you uncultured dumb, dumb, swine. dummy. You uncultured swine. You. That's fine. That's fine. Everything's fine. That's aggressive. I gave it a six. I gave it a six and a half, actually. I gave it another half point after your point. I think the relationships in this episode are really good. Um, The characters are not really on mark at all compared to what I don't know why (laughs) the dish of the day, uh, why you're thinking that, but I don't know. I see where you're coming from. I gave it a six as well for the characters. It was, I thought Frank was um, lackluster. I think there was a lot of moments when he could have been um, a better character made a joke or something that i really think that he missed the the boat there like when he's mixing the stuff in the vat and um i think it was charlie who was like are we trying to kill kill all these people and then frank doesn't really say anything there's like mutters or something and it was it was i just didn't feel the energy from frank this episode and i felt like he was he was kind of beta and alpha um mac was the alpha in their um their schemes and 
Uh, I like I like seeing Frank being his ridiculous person. I think that the rest of the characters were bleh, uh, except for Charlie with this whole illiteracy thing, and that's always classic, and I love that. Um, six. All right, we got a pair of sixes, a six and a half, and a nine. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the quotes here. What would you guys find in this episode? What would you catch? Um, well, I literally wrote down three quotes. Uh, door-marked pirate. Uh, how many possible lock combos can there be or are there? Whatever that, whatever line that <laughs> they was. They overlap. Key. Yeah, like they that's overlap. hilarious. Key. Yeah, he literally. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, it's got to work somewhere, right? Like, there can't he's be that been many trying lock combos. It. That means yeah. he's been trying it. Yeah, and then the other one, like, I guess it was kind of more delivery and just funny, but when uh, the Korean little girl, I forget her name now, but uh, when she's just like, you whore? And, like, she's not being disrespectful <laughs> yeah. or mean. She's just asking D, like, like, oh, you're a whore? Like, uh, you're the whore. Yeah, right? <laughs> and, so she says, and she says good at yeah, the end. Yeah, she's like, good yeah. job, you whore. Leans into it. Yeah, um, so I gave it a three for those three quotes. If you guys can come up with some more, maybe I'll add a couple points. But Did you catch Mac in passing when they do their, like, talking over each other a bit towards the beginning where he says, ah, the North Koreans, yeah, they're the ones up top that sneak down and eat everybody's pets. Yeah, yeah, when they're explaining yeah, like, why I the North that. Koreans I got to eat everyone's pets. I, I didn't hear that at all. <laughs> I didn't. I, I did miss out. Down. I did miss out on the last half. I kind of stopped listening as he was like, yeah, they sneak down, whatever. I kind of was just like, oh, he's being an idiot. He's being Mac. But, like, I did not hear the, the end of that The whole threat sentence. level thing, threat level orange, they're arguing about which <laughs> colors are more threatening. For the record, level orange. Frank was right. Just for the record, but yeah, yeah. But what yeah. does that mean? What does that mean? It's a color. Okay, there are no threatening it goes color. Green, it's yellow, pentagon. orange, red. It's pentagon threat levels, is what it. Is. Oh, and there might be, and there okay, might be gotcha. more than that, but it's normally green, yellow, orange, it's red. The, yeah, it's the Defcon levels. Defcon one is white. Defcon two is red. Defcon three is yellow. Defcon four is green. Defcon five is blue. Um, okay, well, it was in a completely different order than I thought it was, and I thought it was actually like a, like in like a volume thing, like when it's recording, like when it gets too loud, it goes from green to orange to red, or green, yellow, orange, it go, red. It, it goes, it goes five to one. It goes backwards. If you're at DefCon one, the world's probably ending. Which is white. D- for reference, during nine eleven, we were at DefCon three. For reference, not bad. What color is so. three? Red. It's in the middle. It's yellow. What uh, yellow. But having said all that, there is no orange on this list. No, I could have sworn so, it was, but. So um, where orange would be on the list, I guess, is up to your interpretation. Between yellow and red. I would, say, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Red. Um, like, like even when you edit the podcast, when you edit the volumes, the volumes go green, yellow, orange, red. That's right, Donnie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there you go. That's exactly where we go. We have the legitimate answer. Shit. So. The Pentagon does something? Good. Yeah, fuck. For I once. <laughs> they release they released the the information about the UFOs. That was I was pretty that grateful. Was cool, I was grateful for them does, for that. Does every Asian know martial arts? <laughs> fucking fucking Frank as Randy Jackson. Get your shit together, dog. It just wasn't happening for me, dog. I mean, what? no, dog, I was not. It was the finger symbols need work. Oh. And the uh, jewelry and everything just it was it was just okay, dog. Is it a yes or no, Frank? It's got to be no, dog. What? Yeah. <laughs> those those are. Quotes. That's a good one-two punch. Um, was anyone creeped out by Frank saying we got to lace it with something sweeter? Not Get the antifreeze. It. Yeah. Yeah, but he says we got to lace it. Lace it. The only thing you lace in a drink is 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 a Mickey. 
That's the only reason I to say that's not true is uh, definitely, and I say this for like I think like Frank's era and that whatever. Like when they would put stuff in their joints, like people would choose to lace a joint. Oh yeah, you, or you so could like, lace a joint. I yeah, guess. so like to to Frank, I think it's just him like his way of being like, let's make it stronger, let's get more fucked up, let's whatever. Like, yeah, I don't think he's trying to necessarily drug people. I think it's like his way of being like, let's get up. more fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're Alexander Navalny. Your tea is laced with poison from Vladimir Putin. Who? Oh. <laughs> is that a reporter? Yes, yeah. yeah, so he was. I was thinking more was... like Dr. Robert and like the Beatles. Uh, no, like Alexander John Lennon and George Navalny. Harrison. I'm, oh. I'm, you guys got me making. Uh, you guys got me doing a quick Google search oh. to make sure. Can we not say anything bad about Russia, please? Oh God, you don't want the Kremlin showing. But up we can at your talk shit door? about North Korea. <laughs> what? Well, I didn't know we were we, talking shit about anyone. No, <laughs> we're not really talking shit about no, anyone. Yeah. We're solving uh, situations yeah, here. Yeah. We're talking about a TV show, first of all. Yeah. Um, and I don't really think anyone in Korea is going to be really listening to this. Not the North they, one. Yeah, they have that shit locked down. Not the North yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Not the, the bad one. one. Uh, um, uh, bracketing. Bracketing is an intricate thing to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that line made me laugh so much. We got some interesting quotes coming out of this episode alone. But uh, what do you guys give the always I, sunny uh, quotes? I, I give it four, Seven. four and a half. Four, four and a half, four and a half, Seven. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was below average because, like, I, I think the pirate quotes that scene was really my favorite part of this episode. Or if, quote wise, um, you, you whore, be, good you beer, me trash, you beer, me trash, and then like let the man talk in the cold open. Um, I, I didn't really find it was kind of you know below average for quotes for me. I did. You guys I, did actually put out a decent amount of quotes that I wouldn't mind putting on my list. So I actually am going to double my score. Okay. To six. Shit. Yeah. Wow. Because you guys gave me at least three quotes, probably more, but I'll say. I, I got even more for you. Uh, uh, I don't know why I laughed like out loud. I audibly went ha when Frank <laughs> called Mr. Kim's daughter the Korean broad right to his oh, face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Korean broad. <laughs> Uh, and last but not least, Bony American is dirty, dirty whore. She bring much shame to herself and country. Oh yeah, reading the letter I have that written down is like the talking one of my talking points. Yeah, that was funny as fuck. Uh, and on that note, yeah, yeah I'll get I'll, I'll leave it at, it at my four six, and a half yeah. just because Donnie went so extreme and doubled his score. All right, nice. Yeah, there we go. And last but not not last. second to last but not least second second to last but definitely second to least. I don't know what that means. Overall <laughs> no humor idea. this episode. How much? How much did it make you laugh, guys? Ten? Ten? Ten. 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 This is the I episode think, that gets a ten I from think, you. Yes, I think that this is the first time we really see the cohesion of everything working together, and they they drop these lines out of nowhere, and it's just the, the chaos of all of it from where these lines emerge. The whole DefCon conversation, fucking hilarious. There is door a- marked private. Please kill me. <laughs> Fucking all that shit, man. He just pulls out his keys to try on any single lock. This is this is this is the beginning of a large uphill climb. You yeah. listeners out there, you fucking wait. All right, this is it. This is mark my words, okay? Is there, is when we get feedback, this is gonna be it. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm gonna up my score once again now. I, I, I sure. You yeah, do. me you know too. What? You made a couple good points. Yeah. Uh, I would love to kill you for a pirate door. Uh, I'm gonna give it a six. <laughs> I'll go to a five. I'll go to seven point five now. <laughs> what the hell just happened? That was the most passionate I've heard Dish of the Day I've get about any episode. And yeah, I'm that, that earned that. points. That earned points. Yeah, I'm clipping that one. That was <laughs> that definitely earned fucking points. That. 
Um, it brought a tear to my eye. I've never seen Donnie go go from shock to bewilderment to acceptance so, so quickly. So quickly. Oh, shit. For real, I was sold. I felt like I had to buy. Oh. Like, you, you, you fucking sold me, bro. Okay. Wow. I don't even want to say mine anymore. I don't even want a five out of ten for me. I'm not even going to justify. What do you got, Adam? I just, for the... um. Humor. For humor, yeah, seven point five. I got tears in my eyes. <laughs> I, I, it was originally a seven, but you know that boosted me up uh, 0.5. I will say this review has been funnier than the episode, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and, and, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of throwaway God. lines and a lot of throwaway things, and I think um, a, a, a second watching of this episode might yield uh, funnier results. Um, seeing it again. I think but, after this conversation, after I watch it again, I think I will already have a greater appreciation for this episode just after this conversation. Me too. I mean, I do after we talk about them. I yeah, feel like we yeah. we try and bring things up that hopefully we, one of us in this circle yeah. hasn't thought of before, and hopefully you guys listening here haven't thought of before. And again, we don't hate the show. We love it. We don't want to trust oh, yeah, it. We look no, for any yeah. reason to... We look, we'll, we'll take any reason to boost our scores up. I could give an episode a 0 out of 10, and I'd rather watch that than an episode of Big Bang Theory. Ugh, I don't even want to talk about that show. Just or, get off a... Yeah. Get, get away from the laugh track. I hate that. I got a laugh track. Again, I'm going to use it. I'm going to yeah, get a laugh track. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know which one it is. God, no, <laughs> I can please. guess. You guys can get a bunch of random sounds please. if we want. I'm, no. I, I hate to say this again, but to me, if, if you're a show using a laugh track, then to me, you're not good because like you're not putting in the effort to make good jokes or a good show. So you have to rely on a laugh track. And that's maybe that's a mean thing to say, but that's my opinion. And I'm after, sticking with it. After that, after that impassioned speech for a 10 out of 10 on the humor, I am going to give the wild card 2.5 Koreas out of 10. One for each Korea, and then 0.5 for that part in the middle that huh. is technically not any Korea. The DMZ. <laughs> All right, well, let's get yeah. right to it. It's time for the... Wildcard, bitches! I'm telling you, this is the most passion, the most excitement we've seen from Dish of the Day. I don't He's know, I don't so know why excited. I came out for this episode, but I appreciate it. I'm really upset we're only recording <laughs> one right now. I wish we could get another one out of him here. Um, So two and a half I for the wildcard. <laughs> Two and a half. I looked it up. It looks fire. It's like some meat and it's seasoned yeah. and vegetables. Anyways, yeah. it looks and gas. Put an egg on there. Yeah. yeah. Other wild card. Korea's out of ten. Two point five Korea's out of ten. I gave it five toothless cigarette breaks out of ten. <laughs> that was like mine that. originally. I, I originally gave it one for one toothless bus boy. Yes, but that's not as good. So I'm gonna change it to one for the one and only duster that we get from this episode. Nice. Yep. Yep. Beautiful. Um, two pints of powerful microbrew out of 10. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, just to, to match my demeanor of this episode. I didn't want to give it too much love. Like I said, I was going to go with uh, four teeth in the four teeth bus boy, but uh, two feels four more appropriate. Teeth. Just for the record, it, it's not bim bim, it's bib bim. There's no M in the first. Oh, bib bim. Yeah, it's bib bim. Bib bim. I see. Yeah. Since we said it wrong the entire time, might as well correct us now. Bim-bim-bop. It's B-I-B-I-M? Yes. Well, I've been saying bim-bim. Yeah, I know everyone's been saying bim-bim. So I figured at least at the end we'll correct ourselves. Bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-bim-
All right, we have poured our scores into one trash can to make a delicious microbrew score, a powerful one indeed. Uh, let me start off by saying this episode would have been our lowest episode uh, if we all stuck with the scores before we all convinced each other that this episode was was the shizness. Uh, so let's get right into it. The Dish of the Day obviously love this episode the most, giving this episode a 6.9. Thank you. Nice. 6.9. So this is uh, number eight on the Dish of the Day's list. I like this episode the least. What can I say? This is my least favorite episode now. This goes below gun fever for me. Uh, yeah, 4.4. I don't know what to tell you guys. Adam, where this episode lay for you? Also at the bottom of your list, not the bare bottom. Huh, bare bottom. Uh, but one above gun fever and one below Dennis and Deagle on welfare, sitting at a 6.1, which uh, in all things would be considered a decent score. Decent, yeah. So where bottom it, of your list. What is my most bottom? <laughs> what is the last? My, my bottomist. You're a rock bottom. The fact that you're doing this podcast is your rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> that's it right there. <laughs> Uh, 4.6 goes to $100 baby. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Gave $100 baby it was, a 4.6. It was so forgettable, I even forget that I scored it. Yeah, it was, exactly. <laughs> I hate that one the most, too. Uh, one click above on the rankings, Donnie gave this episode a 5.2. This is number 20 on Donnie's list. Uh, below Charlie Wants an Abortion and one above Underage Drinking, A National Concern. So that's two underage drinking episodes in a row there for you, Donnie. And this episode is on the list of lists, but before we get to where it's on our list of lists, what did the fans think of it? 8.7. Okay. 9.3. 8.4. Oh, you were so close. 8.5. The fans are giving this episode an 8.5 with just a little bit above 2,000 votes, which puts this episode at number 13 for the fans. Uh, tied with The Gang Gives Back and Underage Drinking, A National Concern. So I guess similar episodes. Maybe Donnie is the most fan-centric one we got. I don't here. know. Every time I guess the IMDb scores, I either guess it's somehow exactly correct or I'm like 0.2 away or something. You've also uh, gotten even, you've gotten the same score as IMDb a couple times, I think. So Once uh, again, like I said, I know I was wrong the first time they don't hire people, but y'all should hire me. <laughs> Pay attention to Donnie, you guys. Uh, this episode goes to spot number 20. We gave this episode a 5.7. We have 23 episodes on the list right now, and this one is at number 20, which is right below The Gang Finds a Dead Guy, Lionel the Lion, rest in peace, and right above Underage Drinking, <laughs> Underage Drinking and National Concern. Another episode featuring underage drinking. So, What's what do you guys? Lowest right now? Yeah, what'd you guys think? Uh, Gun Fever, of course, four point five. We gave Gun Fever, and our highest is still Dennis and Diego on welfare, sitting at seven point nine. This one didn't get close to getting to getting above an eight. You guys, the hunt for the eight still continues. Still on. Do you think we'll get there? Yeah, I, I'm still holding yeah. out hope. I mean, I didn't look at the list for the rest of this season, so I don't want to say we're going to get there this season, but I would say in the, by season four or at least season five, we'll, we'll get there. Well, you, it seems I have like... one this season. Okay, so I was going to say it might yeah. be this season. I would need to double-check the list, but we might get there this season. It, it really seems like season three is like 
one of these seasons of Sunny. See, we're the, not seeing it yet. The though. crazy thing though is I think we're also becoming more and more critical and actually being show critics, which isn't a bad thing. I think we're really judging the show properly, but yeah. I think we were a lot more lenient in the beginning also. So now I think the shows are still getting better, but we're also just getting better at critiquing them. So you will uh you'll have what to just call me. <laughs> Would you just murmur beep, over the phone? <laughs> Man, listen. Listen, I can't call anyone anything. I'm a delicious rice and meat concoction. <laughs> so, guys, hit that subscribe button so that way you can uh, hear more delicious Dish of the Days. Join us here on the show and uh, more episode reviews and jabroni talks are coming. Wherever you're listening to this right now, hit that subscribe button. And if you got an iPhone, if you've ever had an iPhone, you have that Apple account still, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Give us that five-star review. Send us a screenshot of your review. We'll send you a little, a little stickery-do. And, uh, yeah, don't don't forget, guys, list the lists if you want to go check it out. At Always Sunny Pod and our Always Sunny Pod on Reddit. And uh, that's it. Coming up next, we got another great episode review for you guys. We got Season 3, Episode 7. Our next episode review is The Gang Sells Out. I wish I learned how to say goodbye in Korean. That would have been nice. All right. Bye. Rum Ham and Wild Cards is produced, directed, and edited by me, Braden Plague and Cool. Donnie Cronkleton is our associate producer. This episode was written and hosted by me, Braden Plague and Cool, Donnie Cronkleton, Adam Rothbort, and the Dish of the Day. Mm-hmm.